You'll excuse me if I sound a little nervous, Senators. You asked me about Zenobia, and I... Sorry, I switched off the mic. Uh, I've never addressed a U.S. Senate subcommittee before. You, you, You asked me about Zenobia. Well, let me warn you, a lot of my testimony will sound pretty strange. But if it'll help you decide how to vote on the smith Plumline bill, well, I'm prepared to sit here all week and tell you everything about that amazing year our daughter lived with us before she... If you're ever in central Pennsylvania, Senators, you drop by our farm and pick up some produce, okay? Asparagus in the spring, raspberries in the summer, apples in the fall, and Christmas trees in winter. That's us. <laughs> and the Bassett puppies appear the whole year round. Now, well, Polly and me, we've been trying to have another child for the longest time. Carrying on like a couple from one of those triple X movies they keep behind the beaded curtain at Eddie's video. Though, though you've probably never been to Eddie's. But then Dr. Borealis prescribed progesterone suppositories, and that seemed to do the trick. Come right in, Polly. You too, Ben. Lie down right here, Polly. That's right. Flat on your back. My wife's a little nervous, Doc. When we had Jason, I was only 27, and Dr. Ambrose said an amniocentesis wasn't necessary. Never hurts to be cautious. Now, Polly, I'm going to smear this goop on the ultrasound mic, and then I put the mic on your belly. might feel a little... Feels weird, Doc. And I move the mic right about here. Is that our baby? Sure is. That's our baby, Ben. Turn up the volume. Oh, it sounds healthy, doesn't it? It's a good, strong beat. Now I slide the mic around and throw a sonogram up on the screen. Okay, we've got something. Show me the TV. Uh, just let me let me focus it. I want to see. I can't seem to get a sharp image. Uh, How is she? Uh, he? Kind of round. Is that normal, Doc? Well, maybe if I... Press a little harder. Round, Ben? Did you say round? Sort of like a grapefruit. Maybe a softball, Doc? Round. Now, uh, don't fret, Polly. Uh, you either, Ben. If it is a tumor, it's probably a fibroid. Uh, if it's something else, um, a different sort of fetus, well, either way, I, I, I want to draw some fluid. Maybe the lab can give us an angle on this. So the doc gave Polly a local and inserted his syringe, and the TV showed the needle poking around near our fetus like a dipstick somebody was trying to get back into a crankcase. He went ahead like it was a normal amnio, gently pricking the sack, though I could tell he hadn't made peace with the situation, and I was feeling pretty miserable myself. On the way home in the car, Polly and I were silent at first, but that didn't last. We had some serious talking to do. My aunt had a fibroid tumor. She was fine after they cut it out. Or it could be... Something else, the doc said. A different sort of fetus. There's a riddle growing inside me, Ben. I'm not too happy about it. Later that month, I was out in the orchard picking some Priscilla's. Well, that's a kind of apple. When our first kid, Jason, 12 years old, moody age, he comes running over and he says... Coming, Jason. I told him Mom's taking a nap. Being knocked up sure makes you tired, huh? 
Doc, it's me. So, so what the heck kind of pregnancy is this anyway? Can you do some of that in utero surgery and fix things? Uh, first of all, Ben, poly CA125 reading is only nine, so it's probably not a malignancy. Oh, thank God! And according to the amnio, the chromosome count is perfectly normal. Normal? That's great! 46 on the money. The strange thing is that she has chromosomes at all. She? Our fetus is a she? I'd like to do some more sonograms. It's a she. That's right, Ben. Two X chromosomes. Zenobia. Huh? Well, if we got a girl, we're going to name her Zenobia. That's uh, a pretty name. Let's get, say, a dozen more pictures, and, and then you can make your decision. As you can see, we did some digital enhancement and colorization on the new sonograms. The sphericity, that we expected. What's surprising is, uh, I, I guess you'd call it her complexion. Uh, look here. Goodness, it's like one of those Earth shots the astronauts send back when they're headed for the moon. Here's a kind of ocean, and this, this thing seems to be a continent. What's this? Ice cap on the southern pole. I can do the procedure next Thursday. Procedure? Polly, Ben, the simple fact is I cannot encourage you to bring this pregnancy to term. I thought the amnio was normal. Try to understand. This tissue cannot accurately be called a fetus. Forty-six chromosomes, you said. What do you call it, Doc? Well, based on the evidence I've collected so far, I'd call it a biosphere. Uh, a what? Biosphere. You're saying we can't give our baby a good home, is that it? Our other kid's turning out just fine? His project took second prize in the Center County Science Fair, organic control of gypsy moths. You, you, you really imagine giving birth to this material? I do. But it's a biosphere. It's our biosphere. Right, our biosphere. Yeah, no way is it going to fit through the birth canal. So we're looking at a cesarean, huh, Doc? Cesarean, but you're not... It's, it, this is not... It, yeah? Yeah, I suppose we're looking at a cesarean. At which point, Dr. Borealis threw up his hands like he was dealing with a couple of rubes. You, you know, people think being a farmer means you're some sort of chucklehead. But I've probably rented more Ingmar Bergman videos than the doc. With subtitles, not dubbed. And that newsletter we publish is a lot more literate than those prenatal care brochures he was always shoveling at us. If any of you senators would like to be on our mailing list... Down to Earth, Volume 6, Number 4. Dear friends, warm weather in March and April has produced an early raspberry season here at Garber Farm. The black caps should begin ripening around June 25th. The reds about July 8th. Speaking of ripening, the results of the amniocentesis were normal. But it still looks like Zenobia will be a very different sort of baby. We've decided to go through with it anyway. Not an easy decision. Not an easy decision. God, yes. So come on down and pick yourself some raspberries. The regular price is $1.50 a pound, but for those of you who jam and freeze, we charge only $1.25 when you harvest more than 10 pounds. The days slogged by. Polly kept swelling up with Zenobia, bigger and bigger, rounder and rounder, and by December she was so big and round she couldn't do anything except grind out the November issue of Down to Earth and waddle around the farm like the Hindenburg looking for New Jersey. Volume 6, Number 5. Dear friends, we'll be open the weekend before Thanksgiving for those of you who want to tag a Christmas tree for later cutting. 
We have close to 3,000 Scotch pine, Fraser fir, Douglas fir, and blue spruce over five feet tall and some as tall as seven. And, of course, we couldn't have the expectant couple's usual fun of imagining a new baby in the house. Every time I went to the nursery and saw the Cookie Monsters picture on the wall, my throat got tight as a stone. I'll tell you, Senators, sadness makes a person cry, and so does joy, but confusion can bring tears, too. We cried a lot, Polly and me. We'd crawl into bed and hug each other and cry. Yeah. Doc? Doc, Polly's water just broke. <clears throat> Any contractions? Yeah. How far apart? Seven minutes, I think. Maybe six. That close. This thing's really on its way. We don't call her a thing, Doc. Maybe at the hospital in an hour. By the time we got Jason over to my parents, the contractions were coming only four minutes apart. Except for its being a cesarean this time, and a biosphere, everything happened just like when we had Jason. Racing down to the hospital... Standing around in the lobby while Polly did her Lamaze breathing and the computer checked into our insurance. Putting on our duds, white gown for Polly, green surgical smock for me. Borealis was waiting in the OR, along with another doctor named... Abner Croft, the Croft Epidemiological Institute. Nice to meet you. Abner runs our research annex. Zenobia's birth will be attended by one of America's most brilliant scientists. Uh, Dr. Borealis tells me we're expecting an anomaly. Uh, we don't call her an anomaly, Dr. Croft. The epidural should be taking effect about now. Is the doc right, honey? I'm numb as a brick, Ben. You must be the father. Uh, ben Garber, uh, of Garber Farm. I'm Pam Pratt, the pediatric nurse. Best place for you would be over here by your wife's head. Asparagus in the spring, raspberries in the summer, apples in the fall, and Christmas trees in the winter. Uh, nice to meet you, Pam. And basset puppies, too, right? My kids want one, but I don't think I can handle the mess. Guaranteed to love the children, chase rabbits out of the garden, and always appear burdened by troubles greater than yours. Oh, good heavens, the doctor started already. One serious incision does the trick. If this is too much, Mr. Garber, you can slip out now and... No, I'm fine. It's Polly I'm worried about. I can't feel a thing, Ben. Give me a hand, Abner. That's the strangest looking face. On the count of three. One, two, three. She's here, Polly. Our baby's here. Is that her? Is that her crying? She's here. I didn't even have to whack her bottom. She doesn't have a bottom. She's a ball. She's a friggin' ball. A Rand McNally globe. A biosphere, Dr. Croft. Remarkable. Now I'll just cut the cord. Absolutely remarkable. And pass the biosphere to Pam. Clean her up, Pam. Where? You must be kidding. All the usual. It's not a baby. Clean her up. I don't believe this. She has a good, strong cry. Doesn't she, Doc? Uh-huh. And plenty of gravity. Look how her oceans stay put instead of spilling onto the floor. You got that weight for us yet, Pam? Yeah. Well, what is it? Nine pounds, six ounces. I want to hold her. Now measure her, Pam. This is ridiculous. Put the tape around her uh, equator. She looks kind of blue. That's probably normal, all those oceans. I want to hold my baby. Circumference? Twenty-three and a half inches. Now, give her to Polly. I know the receiving blanket should be pink, but all we have is this yellow one. Oh, she's beautiful. I think she's hungry. You're not going to. Of course I am. 
I'll just hold her by these peninsulas and I'll press her North Pole against my... <gasps> Yo! <laughs> That's cold! What? She's taking the milk? It feels just the way Jason did, only colder. She's actually taking it? Of course. Oh, honey, she's wonderful. She's glowing, Ben. Such a sweet smell. Ozone, I'd say. Look through the gaps in her clouds. Oh, what lovely mountains you have, Zenobia. And such lush valleys. And gorgeous deserts. And radiant lakes. And golden rivers. The most complex planetary model I've ever seen in my life. Thinking back, I'm awfully glad I took Zenobia home with me that night. Sticking her in the hospital nursery would have been a total disaster with every gossip monger and freak seeker in the county crowding around like she was a two-headed calf at the Grange Fair. Besides, those five days Zenobia and I spent together while Polly mended from the surgery, those days were vital to our father-daughter bond. I've got such rosy memories, Senators. Sitting in the rocker holding Zenobia, my body wrapped in a canvas tarp so her oceans wouldn't soak my shirt. Inserting the baby bottle in her North Pole and watching the formula drain into her axis. At night, I always fed her on the back porch. The stars seemed to calm her down. Dear friends, we are pleased to announce the birth of our daughter, Zenobia, a biosphere, on March 27th, 9 pounds, 6 ounces, 23 and a half inches. Spring has arrived, too, and that means pick your own asparagus here at Garber Farm, just $1.50 a pound. Remember, we add the rotenone only after the harvest is over, so there's no pesticide residue on the spears themselves. My parents, God bless them, pretended not to notice Zenobia was the way she was. Mom made her a patchwork comforter, a different animal on every square. A is for albatross. A is for albatross. Look, Zenobia. B is for baboon. C is for camel. D is for donkey. And Dad, well, he kept insisting that when his granddaughter got older, he'd take her fishing on Collier Lake, stringing her line from the peak of her highest mountain. Now, according to all the child-rearing books, Jason was too old for sibling rivalry. But no such luck, Senators. I'm thinking, for example, of the time Jason pried up one of Zenobia's glaciers with a shoehorn. Hmm, here's a good one. Jason, don't! And used it to cool his root beer. And the time he polluted her Arctic Ocean with three-in-one lubricating oil. Zenobia, today we're going to play Super Tanker. Jason, stop that! And the time he shaved off her largest pine barn with a big disposable razor. What do you think you're doing? She looks better this way. All right. No TV for a week. I hate her. I hate her. I hate her! Dear friends, our pick-your-own-asparagus season is at an end. We want to thank all of you who came out and learned how to snap asparagus, sometimes in the cold, sometimes in the rain. We also want to thank you for the many, many cards of congratulations. Zenobia's been a joy and a treasure. Noisy, though. Sharp, jagged whales come bursting out of her fault lines like volcanic debris. Honey, we have a colicky biosphere. On some nights... She gets so fussy, 
Our only choice is to have Ben's parents babysit Jason while we take Zenobia on a long, long ride in the Subaru. Ah, it finally worked. She's asleep? Blissed out. Such a happy biosphere. Such a happy biosphere. Let's go to Mount Skyhook. On a clear night like this, the view is spectacular. See what I mean? We've got the whole universe right in front of us. Set Zenobia over there, Ben, so she can see everything. Zenobia, this is the Milky Way. Hey, a shooting star. And another. Another. Fantastic. Beautiful. Zowie. Zenobia? Was that you? A shooting star is really just a meteoroid, isn't it, Daddy? She can talk. The body hits the air and turns to fire. Why didn't you tell us you could talk? When talking starts, things get complicated. I prefer simplicity. Oh, but I love it up here. So many stars. They're pulling at me. Know what I mean, Mommy? Well, no. You can talk. Pulling? Zenobia, you're floating. Like a helium balloon. And rotating. Be careful, darling. You might fall into the sky. I'll be careful, Mommy. The stars want me. We want you. The galaxy, it's a lonely place, full of orphans. But the lucky ones like me, they find homes. We're the lucky ones. I get so scared sometimes. Scared? I think about that Bible story you read me. Moses' parents, Amram and Jacobed, how they took their baby and set him adrift on the Nile. It was so necessary. We'll never set you adrift. So necessary. So terribly necessary.